Black Girls in Media podcast main mission is to educate, encourage, and inspire women of all ages and fields of media. We use our own life experiences, guest tips, and Black culture to move our stories. We aim to teach, uplift, and guide all of our listeners to find ways to connect the dots to achieve their dreams. This episode is sponsored by Premium Jane. Premium Jane is an all-natural, high-quality company that sells CBD products. They have so many different products for you to try, including CBD gummies, oils, and lotions. You can check out the full list of their products and find out more about Premium Jane on their website, premiumjane.com, or on Instagram at Premium Jane CBD. And they were kind enough to give us a discount code for all of our listeners. Use our coupon code MEDIAGIRLS for 20% off your next purchase. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Black Girls and Media Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. It's your girl, Dante. I'm Kelly Ray. And I'm Shelby Smith. And today we have a special guest, Miss Dee Dee Brown. She is the Senior Vice President on the National Publicity Team at Paramount Pictures. We are so excited because we literally have so much to share and ask. And I just know she's going to give us some amazing questions, guys. Are you guys excited? Yes. Yeah. All right, Miss D. So my first question I have for you is, when did you know you wanted to work in media? Oh my gosh, that's such a great question. Um, first, let me just say how happy I am to be here with you. Three just dynamic powerhouses, future Oprah's, future Issa's. Like, I see you. You are providing so much value for uh, the community and for young women of color, Black women in particular. So um, keep doing it. Um, I would say, you know, <laughs> when I was younger, I like probably like you ladies too, you probably got like really good grades, but your conduct was like, Dante talks too much in class. Yes, that was me <laughs> all the time, Miss D. Same girl, same. I look at my report card from elementary school and it was always like, Diddy is a great student. She is like literally getting A's or S's satisfactory. It's been a long time, but C in conduct. My mom was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I knew that I had a propensity for wanting to, I guess, talk and communicate. I'm the oldest of um, five. My parents were divorced. So there was like three of us growing up at the house at the same time. And then, when I was a cheerleader in high school, um, you know, so that kind of puts your little face forward. Um, and then in high school, we had a media class. Literally, I got the opportunity to host the morning news. I think for four years, I was in this media class. So I got to report on things. And I had a wonderful, wonderful teacher named Miss Kroll, who helped us with those student productions, like all of that. So I, I kind of knew, I guess, early on, I was maybe intuitive enough to sort of tap into some skill sets that I didn't even really probably know I had. So maybe high school? Wow. Um, can you talk about a little bit about your role now and what it's like as um, Dee Dee Brown at <laughs> Paramount? <laughs> I love the way you said that, <laughs> Shelby Dee <Dee-Dee> Brown. <laughs> uh, often I get that all the time. We do the first and last name and then the D 
doo-doo brown song. Um, <laughs> so this is a little bit of an anomaly because I started this job um, right before the pandemic. I was a week in this new role. I was supposed to move to LA and none of that happened. Um, and so I've been, I've had the benefit of learning this job on the job and also at a bit slower, a bit of a slower pace. Um, so what my job is now is I'm in charge of the national publicity campaigns for um, movies that are assigned to me, right? There's another SVP of national publicity on the team and we split the titles. Um, I work with like a team of, I think there's five people, well now four people on the team. And our job is to come up with the strategy, come up with the publicity campaign on this film. And that includes, um, there's a team in, in, in New York that works on all the broadcast and New York centric press. So your fashion press, um, anything happening out of New York uh, would be considered the New York team. And we collaborate on that. Um, and then my team's really responsible for sort of those LA moments, like Jimmy Kimmel, anything that's LA based. And then I'm directly responsible with communicating with the film, uh, the filmmakers. So producers and directors, making sure they understand what's happening on the campaign, the PR strategy, um, all of those things. And, and, and I get to interface with our digital team, um, our research team, our analytics team. There's so much involved in, in, in sort of putting a movie out, even though I haven't actually put out a movie yet. So <laughs> um, that's what I'm responsible for doing. And I've gotten close, but most of my movies have either been moved or gone to streaming this past year. So gotcha. yeah. Do you mind kind of differentiating the difference between like PR, marketing, and then publicity just for our audience who may not be familiar with what your role is specifically? I love that you asked me that because I was listening to the episode with, um, it was Abigail and Jordan. And those young women, I was like, look at them. I wish I was that smart and together when I was that age. Um, publicity, so the national publicity, it, well, market, and people, it varies how people explain it. I think that they did a really great job explaining it. Marketing is the discipline in which I think all of these things sort of fall under the bucket of, right? Um, certainly the department that the national publicity team is under is considered, it, we're under the marketing department, right? So there's many different ways to market something. You can have market research and analytics. We certainly have a team that does that. We've got a digital marketing team um, that's really focused on the social media, um, anything that you can imagine that's um, socially driven. We have an earned media team, which is also part of, of, of marketing. So the marketing is how you promote that particular product and all of those other things sort of fall under that bucket uh, that, would that would encompass uh, a really great marketing campaign. So how do you feel like you handle like transitioning to different networks, meeting new people and just adapting to different work cultures? I think that's been one of my strengths, um, Kelly. And that's one of the, 
things that I wanted everyone to take away with the, you know, the notes that I made um, was being adaptable, being flexible, being nimble is so important, especially as we're seeing in this time. Um, and I've, you know, I've had to be nimble. Um, you know, we as black women, <laughs> we have to be on our toes. We are having to not only learn perhaps it's our first time being in predominantly white environments or cultures. And I, that certainly has been my career. I went to college at a predominantly white school, the University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Um, and most of my jobs, most, yeah, most of my jobs except one has really been in the um, sort of general market space. And by flexible and nimble, I mean, in a multitude of ways, right? It's really important that we um, we have much more, many more resources than I had sort of coming up, but now you've got in major companies in, in employee resource groups, right? So you should be networking across the employee resource groups, not just with the resource groups that you identify with. You should be networking within the company, right? And that's so you get to know a little bit about, you know, what's happening, what's going on in the company, what do I need to know, who needs to know me. Um, and I've also been laid off from like three jobs. Wow. And every job, every skill that I was learning that I didn't realize I was learning helped me land the next job and helped me pivot, right? So it's important for us to a, and I was very guilty of this in a job, not coast, right? To be learning and adapting those skills that you're just like, oh, I've been in this job five years, I can do this in, in my sleep. It's time to do something different. It's time to really flex that muscle and learn either from a LinkedIn course, um, something on Skillshare, uh, taking on a new project in a new department, so those things will keep you fresh and nimble. I love that you said that because I was going to ask you, what tips would you give to our listeners on how to navigate through media, especially being Black women? Um, and you touched on so many things, but is there anything else that you can elaborate on for women who are more so just starting out, especially with pandemic, things are just so different. It's virtual now. How can they navigate and really put themselves out there, you feel? Well, you were a great example of that, Dante. I remember when we met, I don't know how many years ago at a screening um, and you've just sort of stayed in touch. Like you just pinged me. You're like, hey, Miss D, you know, how are you? And I'm like, girl, and I've been watching what you're doing, as you know, because I comment on your LinkedIn post. Um, the pandemic has, I know, uh, we've suffered some big blows in terms of in-person networking, um, being able to connect with people, um, you know, at networking events or um, even in the office. But it's also given us the opportunity to do exactly sort of what you did, what we're doing now. It's a new way that we're connecting. And I think that that's really important. I'm actually more likely to Zoom with someone. I just had, I just Zoomed with a, a, a woman who reached out to me and she's interested in getting in PR because she hit me up on LinkedIn. And we had like an awesome 30 minute conversation. I probably would have, she, and she lives in, um, 
Sacramento. I would have never met this woman otherwise, right? And I was more apt to be available because I could do it from my house. Um, a couple of other things that I, I, I would just love to share where you guys are. You start where you are. Like you guys are already doing that. I listened to the episode of you, your wins and losses about some of the challenges that you ladies are, are, are facing, A, because of the pandemic and, and, and B, um, the media landscape is shrinking and it's certainly shrinking for black outlets, right? But you guys are creating your own lane and really providing so much value in doing that. And so I would say, how do you do that? What's your lane? You know, the perfect example of that, two examples that I love so much. Um, Claire Sumler's, if y'all haven't read her book, please get it. I found so much inspiration in that. I think she's a wonderful person. I've had the opportunity to work with her and she is about her business. I was like, I'm always gonna come back to work with Claire because she's buttoned up, she's organized, she's professional. Um, and Bevy Smith, her new book just came out and I, I just like gobbled it up. She created a lane for herself. And I think that's where the opportunity lies. Um, the other thing I would say is figure out how you can show value. I think we forget about that. I think it's, one thing to interview for a job and you're like, I can do this job. You know, I went to school for four years. I've been doing this. I, one of you, I can't remember who it was. It might've been Shelby or Kelly who has like, they were like, I have all the right internships. I did this, I did that. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't do any internships by the way. And I also started my career when I was 26. I was waiting tables, working at the finish line. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. Yes, and, and, and you have to give yourself some grace there, but one of the things that I did do when I finally got my foot in that door, it was at a place where I was waiting tables, um, actually, it was Planet Hollywood. I'm totally dating myself, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> I interviewed for a job, and I think they were interviewing someone else, and it was for an administrative assistant, and like I said, I was 20, about to turn 25, no, 25 or 26, and I wanted to prove that I could do this job because I hadn't done it. And I didn't have great administration, administrative skills. I was typing like this with two fingers. There was no internet, <laughs> girls, I was, and I offered to put together a little like project for the person I was reporting to. And she saw right away um, that I was gonna hustle. I was gonna work, I didn't know everything but I was really gonna work hard and try to provide value. And I've done that on lots of jobs actually along the way. I figured out how I could provide value. I've offered to do proposals. I've tried to be creative in my thank you letters. I've done, you know, I've, those proposals go a long way. They really do. They really, really do. So I would say just figuring out how you can add value and show that you really want that job. What's the extra mile you can go? And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I feel like, especially right now with everything that's going on with the pandemic and a lot of jobs aren't hiring. Like I know for me personally, I graduated in 2019 and it's been a whole year since, <laughs> yeah. and go Tigers, by the way, I'm an LSU alum, we're rivals. <laughs> yes. Your interview is over. <laughs> but I graduated in 2019 and because of the pandemic I've really been struggling to get my post you know grad job and so my question to you is do you feel like 
Is there a time limit of, you know, when you should be able to get back into the industry? Or is there any advice that you would give while I'm still trying to get my foot in the door, even though it's been like a year and a half now since I've graduated? Man, I, I commend anyone who's graduated at this time and is really looking for work. Um, I think that, first of all, you're still so young and I know it's challenging. Um, it's challenging just to get your foot in the door, period. Like it just is. Even if this were like the height of the job market, it just is. I'm curious to know if you don't mind me just pivoting directly to you instead of something that's super vague, what, is the, what are the jobs that you're interviewing for? So I'm interested in radio jobs. Specifically on air or? Yes, on air. Now, I wonder if, because again, the on-air opportunities, everyone's clamoring for on-air opportunities, right? And is it you, Kelly, that has her own radio show? Oh no, that's Zaina. Oh yeah. Yes, Zaina yes. does. Yes, I told you guys I was doing my research. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, are you applying for just on-air jobs? Or are you applying for any job at the radio station you can get your foot where you can get your foot in the door so i'm applying it to anyone that i possibly can but one thing that i'm like that i've kind of heard repeatedly is that oh we don't really have the budget to hire out of state right now so i'm still in louisiana and i'm applying to like all these different places and i've had like two interviews tell me oh well if you were local we'd be able to and it's just like well, what am I supposed to do? Well, I, so you're still in Louisiana. Yes. Is there a world in which, is there, I don't know if you, I think everyone here is super spiritual um, from, again, what I what I gathered from doing my research. Um, does your church, because does your church have a radio station? They have like a media team, but not necessarily a radio station. Would you, if you enjoy going to this church and this is value that you can provide, it would you, again, I know you want to be paid and maybe there's a paid opportunity here, right? I don't know. I'm merely suggesting that could you pitch your church on creating their radio station for them, get that set up and also be a young youth minister or host on that show. So you're providing value right in your network, right? You're learning on the job. You may get paid out of it. Minimally, you're going to get amazing experience that says, not only was this not a thing, I made it a thing and I rocked it out. Wow. Yes. Look at wow. that. <laughs> well, I'm just like, whoa. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I, I just, we have to be so creative right now and it also helps to do what we're doing now, just talking, right? right? And and just like, oh, have you thought, I mean, I'm so good about doing this for other people, not so great about some of my own, like, girl, have you? That's a whole nother podcast episode. Relatable. But, yeah, I think, I think it's really would behoove you, Kelly, Shelby, and Dante. Like if you don't, obviously, if you do, I, I, I know mentorship is important. If you don't have a mentor, somebody you can just, help you think about things from a different perspective 
sometimes we just get so like, it's gotta be done this way. And I think this is a wonderful opportunity to just be so creative and just, you know, and I think if you ask God, show me exactly universe, show me, show me how I can rethink this. I've done all of this. What's the other thing I'm supposed to be doing, right? That's really good. Yeah, really, really good. You're just like literally dropping gems for sure on here. I know everyone's going to love this. And before we get into our next topic, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Premium Jane. Premium Jane is a company that strives to raise the standards of CBD knowledge. They have the right to call their products premium and natural because all of their products are made with 100% natural ingredients only which is also 100% vegan. We partner with Premium Jane because we wanted to change the narrative around CBD oil. Even though it comes from marijuana plants, it does not have a high effect. You gotta love that. One thing that we love about their products is that because they're all natural, they only alleviate tension in your body. So if you are interested in trying out some of their products, you can check out their website, premiumjane.com, or you can find them on Instagram at Premium Jane CBD. Also, we have a special discount code for our listeners in the description box. You can use our code Media Girls for 20% off your purchase. Yes, ladies, go purchase that. And Kelly, didn't you say you tried the product? How was it for you? Yes. OMG. I love it. So lately I have been working out every morning, you know, getting my fitness going and every single time I'm done working out, I just go ahead and I rub the lotion on me and it just completely like relaxes my muscles and any soreness that I have. And there you have it, ladies. Now let's get back into this Black Girls in Media podcast. You are giving us inspiration, but who inspires you or what inspires you? I find inspiration in, in so many different places. And I think it depends on like the life that, where you are in your life. Certainly maybe when I was younger, I was inspired by something different. Like obviously like Oprah was really big, super, and, and I'm still inspired by her because she still continues to be really, um, progressive and relevant and she's in a rarefied she's in a rarefied space um, I think there probably is a common theme of people that inspire me um, that are outside of like my mom my mom inspires me so much because you know you don't realize growing up what your parents have been through and what they did to take care of you to all those and then as a, as, a, as a black woman in the South, what she was contending with, with, with Jim Crow, other childhood issues and traumas and divorce and even things that happened to women at, you know, she got, might've had a horrible period or like whatever. You don't realize those things until you get a little bit old, older. So I have so much just admiration from her and she inspires me. She got sick in 2018 and uh, 2017-18 and um, had cancer and she's cancer free but this woman is like out walking a few miles every day she still finds so much joy she's optimistic she's you know she's still bossing me around like I'm 10 um, but other people I found inspiration are people mostly who have kind of created their own lane in things 
Um, they, again, like a Bevy Smith or a Claire. I also look at um, some folks like not in our community as black women, but like a Sophia Amoroso. Um, who was the founder of Nasty Gal and then Girl Boss, and she just keeps pivoting and pivoting and pivoting. Um, I'm really inspired by, um, of course, Danielle Young, who I know you guys recently had on, and and I've had the wonderful opportunity of working with Danielle, who's just like pivoting. She's nimble, right? She's like the epitome of being. Um, nimble. I could go on and on and on. Um, the other thing that inspires me is when people, not, not just women, or, but when people find their authentic voice, right? So what you guys are doing, just how you're speaking to yourselves, speaking about yourselves in, in, in empowering other young women, um, and you're getting stronger in that voice every time you share it. And that wasn't something I think I was so good at. Again, it was a very different time, but I'm learning to tap into those things a little bit more. Um, I'm getting stronger and stronger in my voice and certainly an opportunity like this helps. Um, so I appreciate that again. Of course, yeah. And I think our goal is not only to empower, but pay it forward. Like taking all the gems from, the, from our lives and the lives of the other people that we're interviewing to pay for it so that people don't make the same mistakes, that they can understand where we are in the process and how they don't have to be this way in the process because of the gems that we're dropping. So how would you say you're paying it forward in your day-to-day -day operations in publicity, um, as well as outside of your career and just your hobbies and things that you like to do? Well, that's a great question Shelby because I consider myself like everyone's big sister you guys will know because you all get my cell phone number and you'll be able to call me text me whatever you need um, I do that a lot organically to people in my life especially young women um, not as formally as I would like to and I've been sort of thinking about what that formal thing may be um, I'm super authentic and transparent about my failures, um, things I didn't do well, lessons I've learned. Um, you know, I, as I said, the coasting thing was a, was a big thing and I, the rooster came to roost when I couldn't coast anymore. I really had to double down and dig deep and, and, and learn some new skills and put myself out there in ways that I hadn't been doing because it was just easy for me to show up to the job, collect my check, and also go to a lot of fabulous parties and all of that. And when the rooster came to roost, I was like, what am I gonna do? Um, and so I'd like to continue, oh, I just came up with something. I'd like to continue to pay it forward. One, as I said, you ladies can call me, we can set up office hours, but I would also extend that if, if you guys don't have this already with Black Girls in Media, Let's set up an office hours Zoom. You know, I'll give you my do's and don'ts. I'll tell you all the things I did right. I'll tell you all the things I did wrong, what I'm doing well now, what I'm not doing well now. Um, yeah, if you guys would like to do that, I would be happy to set up a hour long call for Zoom questions from, your, from the Black Girls in Media community. And I'll bring some friends with me and you can answer, ask all the questions that you want. And I would love to do that because 
we've actually been planning some virtual events. So like the fact that you're even just offering that Ms. D is just so amazing to us because that's exactly what we want to do by paying it forward. And one thing I will say, Ms. D, is you've always been pay you've always been paying it forward for as long as I've known you. Um, and you truly have been uh, a piece in my career that has helped me because Ms. D has helped me get interviews myself. Um, and you are just an angel. So thank you for that. And I hope our listeners really, really love this episode because you are giving so much of yourself and we can't thank you enough for that. I'm so happy to do it. Um, again, this is a gift for me. It, 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 if I can help, especially young black women in any way, I'm here to do that. So I just wanted to say first, thank you so much for that. It, as someone that is actively looking for jobs, and I know as well as Dante and Shelby, we are all going along in our media path. I just know that like so many people be so appreciative. So thank you so much for offering that. But one of the things that I wanted to ask you is what is the best memory that you have from working in this industry? Man, I've been around a long time, ladies. So there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of good memories. But here's one that stands out. That's, I think that was 2015. I was freelancing and for years, my parents had never really understood what I did. They thought I was a professional party here. And in some ways, I guess I kind of was. Um, but I got to work on the film Selma in a really small way. Um, I got to project manage their activation in Selma, Alabama, where they walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Um, and I'm from Montgomery and Selma is only 30 minutes from Montgomery. So we had, um, and what was interesting enough is that, the, oh my God, it's Paramount. The company that I work for now is the one that actually hired me for this opportunity. And look at that, four years, five years later, I'm working for them. But I got to project manage that. And I got to not only work with the mayor's office, um, let's say the company wasn't particularly diverse. So it helped that I was from the area. And also the mayor was black, I'm black. Um, so I got to work with the mayor's office and make some, and just learn more about Selma. I, I think up until then I had never been there and it was 30 minutes from where I was born. And I also got to put together this really amazing um, activation where the cast of Selma um, did a talk back at one of the schools that are predominantly black. They got a $75,000 donation from the company. It was just amazing. And the best part of all is I got to invite my parents. My parents were there, my baby sister, actually I, we hired to help us as like a runner. Also, one of my dear friends from college who still lives in Tuscaloosa, where I went to college, was able to come with her son. So that is one of my fondest memories to look out in the audience and know my parents were there and they got to see me like in action and work and like run the room and run time and tell the panelists to wrap it up. And my dad was so geeked. He was so, so geeked. So that is truly one of my just like proudest and happiest moments. That is a great memory. And you're not aging yourself, but since you've been in the industry for such a long time, has there been any obstacles or any like none of your fondest memories of being a black woman in this industry? You know, 
I, I, I sort of chalk that up to be, listen, I took a, I think I, you know, I took a lot of L's. I, you know, I didn't, I took a lot of L's, but I learned a lot of lessons, right? And there are times that I wish I had maybe advocated for myself a little bit better. You know, I'm from a generation, I was telling someone, oh, we were talking about pay disparities. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and I just, and obviously black women are, are paid less. And I was like, I've been paid less. I sure have, but I also didn't ask for more money. And when I found out I was being paid less than my Hispanic male counterparts and I was doing his job, I sat on it for a while and because, you know, we have to be so dignified and pulled together at all times. And God forbid a black woman show some rage in the workplace, you know, um, even if she's being unfairly treated. Um, so I sat on it for a while and I was like, why did, you know, why did I do that? Um, and so, the lessons that I've learned from that, even now, is the earlier you start advocating for yourself and speaking up and asking for more money, the easier it is when you get to be as far along in your career as I am, right? Um, so it's not a specific thing, it's just little things over time. Um, also, you know, one of the lessons I think that I, I've taken away from one of the company, the company that I worked for that I said, I felt like at a certain point I was coasting. Um, I was the highest ranking like black person there. And there were lots of things going on at this, at this company. And, you know, the parent company did a perfunctory diversity council, but they really weren't diverse. And I was really passionate about diversifying the intern group because it was never, ever any black people. There was like one half Asian, half black kid that got into the intern program because it was all a friends and family program. And I would ask occasionally, like, you guys aren't friends with any black or brown people? Like, how can we diversify this? And what I should have done in retrospect is step into my power a little bit more and said, I'm gonna take this on. And here's what I'm gonna do. We're going to Megger's Ever and Megger Evers to find students, I'm gonna, I will partner with our diversity team in at the parent company. And I'm gonna go to Howard, I'm gonna do all these things. And I never did that. And I, and I, it was an opportunity for me again, to step into that voice a little bit stronger. I didn't, I don't think I felt like I could, but I also could have pushed a little more, right? There's a respectful way to push, I think. I mean, well, you're doing the thing now, so don't discredit all of the work that you have done and that you're about to do with paying it forward. Um, I know before we ended, you had some nuggets that you wanted to share, so you can go and yes. share. This is so important. I don't care how much money you feel like you're not making, express gratitude for what you're making and pay yourself first. Save, save, save. It's so important. Put it away in an online account so you, uh, you can't use your debit card, even if it's $5. Remember that. Pay yourself first and always ask for more money. It's a negotiation. Practice doing it. Practice it. Um, you guys already touched on the be flexible. Don't take everything so personally. Um, you know, that's the benefit of being a Gen, a Gen Xer. 
you just like nobody wanted to hear your opinion about anything nobody cared so you just didn't take things personally be able to sort of ascertain this corrective criticism because it's important right um and that's difficult to run the duality of being tapped into your feelings being able to express your feelings and not and learning to not take things personally um invest in yourself professionally even if it's going to the library and checking out a book free resources everywhere especially this year invest in yourself professionally i just two years ago realized oh i've been kind of on the same level for a while it's time for me to level up what do i need to do so i hired somebody to help me do that you know i've been through a lot of uh like therapy and I've been to, um, oh my God, uh, Landmark and a lot of personal development things over the years, just trying to, you know, again, level up. But in terms of career, when I got focused on some like career aspirations and goals, I was like, I can't get there by myself. So I did invest some money in that. And when you're starting out, you don't often have the money to do that, but you can read books. You can do what you guys are doing now um, find any free resource. Uh, one of my favorite ones is Leave Your Mark by Aliza Litt. I think she's amazing. Uh, if you don't know who she is, follow her on LinkedIn and also listen to her podcast and get that book. The Personal Touch by Terry Williams, which is really great for people in, in the PR industry. Um, and document your work. All these amazing things that you guys are doing. If you're in PR and marketing, you don't necessarily think about creating a reel or events, right? So I did all of that. And I never once like documented my work. I didn't take pictures with celebrities and things like that because you just didn't do that back then. And there was no social media. Now you should be spending like once a quarter time with yourself to think about your professional development and to plan. What course can I take this quarter? How am I documenting my work? Um, I did five events this, 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 this quarter. Do I have pictures of it? And you start building your portfolio or your website so you don't have to look back at it and say, oh my God, I can't find this information. I had to do like five years of that because I was just doing the work. Take the time to plan and really think about your personal and professional development and go above and beyond. Go above and beyond, provide amazing value. Think about, I want this job, I want this opportunity, how can I show them I want it? Oh, I'll do a proposal. I will contact everybody at that company on LinkedIn, like whatever it is, really go above and, above and beyond. And lastly, I think ask for help. Ask for help, you can't know everything. You don't know what you don't know. Ask for help. Yeah. I could go on, but I won't. <laughs> We'll save that for another thing. <laughs> no, honestly, I feel about 10 years wiser just from this conversation. <laughs> so thank you. Like, I know this is the first time that we're meeting, but I just feel like I, I just love you. I love right? you so much just from this conversation alone. Like you're really a woman of wisdom and resourceful at that. So thank you for all that you dropped today. We really appreciate it.
It's so funny because Miss D, I was hyping you up too, like the past two days. I'm like, guys, you're gonna love her. Like this, the minute I met her, I just loved her. I loved everything. You were delegating left and right. Like when you see her in action, guys, if anyone's ever able to see Miss D in action, she definitely is a boss woman, a boss <laughs> babe right there. Wow, thank you so much for that. It really has been my honor. And I mean that for you guys, like I'm here, I'm available. Um, you may not be able to get me on a Zoom call all the time or whatever, but like, let's be intentional about it. Um, again, I'm happy to extend uh, an opportunity in office hours or whatever with, with me and, and the community um, and certainly for you guys and, and, and just keep doing what you're doing. You're learning so much and providing so much value that you don't even know the ripple effect of this right now, right? Um, so keep do keep shining, young queens. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Miss D. Thank you, thank you. I'm just like I'm just so like emotional right now. I'm just so thankful for this interview. I really am, and I feel like even though I'm listening to it and like obviously we're participating right now, I'm gonna when it airs tomorrow like re-listen and write things down because I'm like I want to soak up like every single word that you said. So thank you so much. But I just like to always end my interviews with just simply asking, is there anything else that you would like to add or say? I know you just dropped your nuggets just now, but just anything else at all? I think that I sort of summed it, summed it all up about, um, you know, I think it's important for us to really put ourselves out there, um, not just with folks in our community, Honestly, most of my champions and mentors, uh, I would say champions. I, I really didn't have that formal mentorship. Um, that woman who hired me um, for my first job is, was definitely a mentor and big sister. She's somebody I'm super close to now. She is phenomenal. I mean, I learned so much from her. I literally owe my career to her. She's guided me in a way and also provided opportunities for me in a way um, that I just could have never conceived. Um, put yourself out there. You're going to need to put yourself into some uncomfortable situations maybe where that is like, I would, you know, network across the company, network across the business units at one company that I was at. And I actually made a great friend who would invite me to all of these amazing like dinners and, and when I like the really expensive dinners at the Waldorf and so I got to dress up and do all of those things and it was such a great opportunity because I literally sat next to her once and she wasn't a super friendly person but I made her my friend when I saw her on the elevator the next day I was like what's up you know we got yeah I was next thing you know we just like hit it off and so don't be afraid to do that across you know your relationships um, be there for each other too, because it's all relationships. It's the person recommending you for this job or that job or so be authentic in your, in your networking, um, and continue, you know, continue to help each other. But most importantly, I'm not going to front pay yourself first, save your money. There's a thousand and one ways we can hustle extra money. I'll tell you about all the ones that I did. <laughs> sometimes simultaneously, right? But, um, yeah, pay yourself first. And then how did you deal with like maybe imposter syndrome or maybe even comparison, seeing other people just take off right in front of you? I have, I had a little bit of that now and social media doesn't help. 
right? right? Um, there's certain people that I hold in very high esteem and I'm like, oh, people that I've worked for, I won't say who it is, but this woman in particular that I work for, who's like stunningly beautiful. She's like 10 years younger than me. She's like just a boss, but, and come to find out she's really, you know, has her own problems and struggles. And so the imposter syndrome, I just, I've tried so many like different things and I've done it with a lot of like humility and humor. I laugh at myself. I mean, I'm a country girl from Alabama. There are words I didn't know how to pronounce. Like I have this accent now, but that's only because at 13, we moved away. Otherwise I'd be talking like this, you know? <laughs> so I worked on it. <laughs> Don't let me get a couple of drinks in me. I, I revert back to that. But, um, it's true. It's true. You'd be like, what happened to Miss D and her, her broadcast voice? <laughs> um, but just keep growing and stretching and putting yourselves in like interesting, like just maybe what you think is an uncomfortable position, not for your safety, but just like, you know, if, if, if this is black girls in media, but you guys are like, hey, I want to talk to Aliza Lit call that lady up like you know reach out to her just put, like ex like you expand in ways and you'll just keep expanding and and do it with humor you guys are all so funny and charming and and you're full of light it's just beaming through the through the zoom call um keep doing that keep doing you keep being the light that you are it's only going to get brighter and brighter and brighter right ah uh, miss d you are so much like you are a light you are a bright light you definitely are starting off our Monday with what we needed. Me too. I feel just so inspired by y'all. So vice versa, vice versa. But Ms. D, we just want to say thank you so much for being a part of Black Girls in Media podcast. Um, thank you for dropping all of your gems, your advice, and for really being transparent and just laying your heart out on this episode. I know our listeners are going to love it. We love it. And we're so thankful for just this episode again. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You keep shining, young queens. We will. Well, that's all for this episode, guys. You make sure to tune in every Tuesday, Black Girls and Media Podcast on every platform. I'm Dante Ramos. You can follow me at Dante's Inferno. I'm Shelby Smith. You can follow me at Shelby D. Smith. And I'm Kelly Ray. You can follow me at It's Kelly Ray. And most importantly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at BGIM Podcast. And you can follow Ms. Dee Dee Brown on any of her platforms. Ms. Dee, do you want to let them know where to follow you at? Oh, I'm a little janky on social media, y'all. But um, <laughs> my Instagram is at D2BNYC. It is private. Um, I need to go ahead and open that up. But certainly on LinkedIn at Dee Dee Brown. And uh, both Ds are capitalized. That's like my one pet peeve. Um, and that's essentially it. Hit me up on LinkedIn, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. Be sure to do that. And everyone have a great week. Bye.